It's our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Season three! Oh boy, here it comes. Even though we've done this show like 250 times, I still have no idea what I'm talking about. We may not know what we're doing, but we're having fun. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. The only way the I only deserve. Way I deserve. <laughs> this is how this to do is life. How to do life. Hey, pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd! Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. It's the second episode of the third season. Hooray! And it's Friday. Friday. And um, just a little bit of a reminder to our listeners, if part of your 2021 goals includes um, staring mindlessly at your computer and wasting time, we're live every Monday morning (laughs) at 9.30-ish. Correct. And Today it was like closer to 10, but you know. We had important stuff to yeah, do. Very busy. Yeah. Very busy. Um, so that is just a little bit of housekeeping to remind you that um, we are live Monday mornings recording and then our shows come out Wednesday and Friday and um, we are going to be putting out some really fun content this year. We're going to be really having a fun time on our social media. And we may even do some stuff on Patreon. And um, you should go back. If you are listening to this on Friday, you should go back and watch the feed from Monday because we were really pretty Monday. Yeah. We took pictures this morning. Yeah. We got our pictures taken. And so we actually have makeup on and we look like reasonable people. Yeah. So if you just want to see attractive human beings, you should probably go back and watch us. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. <laughs> really? Truly. I don't normally wear this much makeup. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to get it while you can <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, so in the last in the last show on Wednesday, we talked about 2020 being kind of a write off year. And and then the first week of 2021, you know, not really. I don't think we were quite was ready. Extender pack. Yeah. You know, I think that we were just kind of tying up some loose ends of the crazy. Right. And, um, you know, but I I was able to come today with. Some good news. Ooh, love good news. Headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. Heather's Headlines. Now, technically, this did happen in 2020, <laughs> but I'm bringing it, bringing it with me okay. because um, it's a wonderful, heartwarming story. Um, there's a popular Toronto hangout called the Swan Dive. And um, during the pandemic, you know, they've had a hard time. They were struggling to pay their rent. They um, took a swan dive. They, took they were taking a swan dive. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And um, and I guess they, they made it known that they were struggling and that they really, you know, were kind of thinking they might not make it. Mm-hmm. So their customers bought every st- every item of inventory in the place. Wow. The owner um, was trying to keep her pub going by operating as a bottle shop, you know, just trying to sell the inventory. Um, but the costs were too high. It wasn't her original business model. It wasn't working. And so she went online and she was honest. And she's like, I'm blowing through our savings. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to pay the rent. Um, 
you know, if you want, we've got beer in the storeroom. If you want to come and buy it, just come and get it. Well, it went viral and um, people were coming all over the place and they bought everything she had and saved the bar. Wow. Yeah, I love that. You know, on the last episode, we were talking about when you're fragile, it's okay to say that you're fragile. Mm -hmm. And look at that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully everybody drank it before they started their dry January. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if there's any sitting around now, it's too tempting. Hopefully it's all gone. There's a, there is a, um, we have a six pack of beer sitting on top of our refrigerator mm-hmm. and it's special beer. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, um, expedition, which is a really delicious, yeah. um, by Bell's brewery. And, um, we bought a case of it because I think it was like a situation where like it was the last case or something. And so Robbie just decided that it needed to become ours. And so right. we're trying to space it out mm-hmm. and like, you know, not, uh, we want it to last a long time. Right. So we'll see. I have um, a friend of mine. This was actually really, really sweet. Uh, so I'm a Browns fan, as mm-hmm. we talked about in the last game. And um, a few weeks ago, the Browns played a friend of mine's team and the Browns won. Mm-hmm. And he was like, whatever, you know, like sending me poop emojis and stuff for the Browns and stuff. But then before they played the game on Sunday, when they played on Sunday, that same friend had ordered for me special four cans, like little canned wines. And they had, they were partnered with the Cleveland Browns. They had Cleveland Browns logos on them. So he brought me like bubbles um, so when the Browns won, I drank one of those cans That's and then, nice. you know, so I, mean, I feel like, you know, that was a really sweet thing and a really good luck yeah. charm, you know, and that was cool. So. That is such a wonderful friendship thing. I love that. Yeah. It's nice when people, you know, are thoughtful about like this little thing about you. You know, I thought that was really cool. Maybe that's what, um, the Senate and the, and the House of Representatives should do. They should, they should have like a, this may already exist and I just don't know about it, but they should have like a like a buddy system where like you're paired up with somebody of the opposite party and mm-hmm. y'all have to get to know each other and get to know each other's hobbies like some and ice interests. Breakers. Yeah. This is why women need to be in charge. Yeah. It's like secret Santa for the whole year. <laughs> and like you have a buddy who is on the other side and it's your job to get to know that person and just surprise them during the year with things that you think will make them smile. <laughs> That's a great idea. That's a great idea. We've had like four great ideas since we started this season. You. Wait, this season is going to be hot. We need to make a list. Yeah. I already forget my show idea. My, oh, it was the religious show. It wasn't even on the air. Oh, right. It was all yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're coming fast and furious, guys. guys. Just wait. Just, just, just watch out. We're coming keep, out of the gate. Hot. Keep your eyes open. Keep, keep your hands <laughs> up. We might throw something. You know, be ready. Now, there is one thing that I'm really not looking forward to in the new year, and I want to talk about it in the grab bag. What? What did they come up with now? Ew! Not that Let's one. see what's in the grab bag. I think I've got it. Okay, so I don't know if this happens to you, but during the holidays, I get what I call swipe fatigue. Swipe fatigue. And that's because I am entering in my debit card <laughs> and my three-digit code. And my zip code so many times that I just get tired of buying things. Um, 
I have made that too easy on myself. It's all saved, and all I have to do is type that three-digit code, and I use the Apple Pay on my phone. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to spend money. Well, do not suggest that either. <laughs> Swiping is probably better. I I just get done shopping. I'm not a big shopper anyway, but when the holidays were wrapping up, I started feeling curious about how much shopping the average American does. And um, and so I, I looked up just kind of some cursory stats. The average woman makes 301 trips to the store a year, spending close to 400 hours a year shopping. That's almost daily. Yeah. That amounts to about eight and a half years of shopping during the typical lifespan. Is this grocery or general? It's general. Okay. Yeah, this is and I actually felt like that was low. I think so too. Because I mean you I mean a trip to the store, like is that I mean I I think it would be I think that's low. Last Sunday, my kids and I had a list of ten things that we needed to get through. And one of them was the grocery shopping. And I'm telling you, like once you head out to run errands, mm-hmm. it is just an unbelievable ordeal like you got to get the gas and you got to pick up something to eat because you don't want to go to the store hungry and then you got to go to the store and you got to do all that and then maybe um you know you get a text that you need to pick something up at a neighbor's house or you get it like and you're just out all stinking afternoon Mm -hmm. and it's great it's beautiful to cross everything off the list and have it all done but yes it is a process and it takes some time for sure well and I don't know about you, but, you know, in the last show we were talking about goals for the new year. One of my goals is to really pay attention to spending because I have a savings goal. Mm -hmm. And I really want to end the year with a nice chunk of cash saved. And that means not only just like doing more work and, and, you know, just kind of like stockpiling that, but cutting back on expenses because, you know, we spend money on stupid stuff. Yes. Every, all of us do. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. And so um, I'm, I'm really curious about shopping habits. And so I asked some friends on Facebook about whether or not they've ever done like a real concerted effort on the no buying anything new for whatever period of time. Like some people do a year, some people do a month. And I know that you have really committed yourself to a minimalist mm-hmm. with your personal items. Yes. Yeah, that doesn't always extend very well to like clothes and makeup and things like that. Like it has to do with more personal items and things like like uh, like I don't have tons of extra sets of dishes, you mm-hmm. know, like that people keep like their mother gives them something and they keep all that. And then they have the dishes from college and then they have like I don't keep any of that stuff, you know. So I don't know if I really get to save a lot of money with my stuff when I purge stuff. Um yeah, I don't know. But but yes, I am committed to not having tons and tons more material items than what I need to make my life, you know, comfortable. I do not have that commitment. <laughs> I have a lot more things than I need. And I love it. I love my things. Like, I love to decorate. I have mm-hmm. my whole, my, my pantry is ridiculously ostentatious with it it's like walking into TJ Maxx and I mine is have... ridiculously neat and organized <laughs> and it, if you opened the door you would be like well okay like I mean and everything is really precise 
I'm okay with having things, but I um, I really don't like spending money on things. You know, I like gotcha. to keep my money. Um, you know, and so one thing that I learned is that even with economic turmoil, 41% of people say that the convenience of shopping is more important than the price. And so we're willing to spend more for for it to be an easy process. Yeah, I think that's true. That's why I'm paying to have, you know, someone else shop at Target and bring it to my doorstep. Yeah. I'm willing to pay for that. Well, that led me to be curious to know. You know, this is probably nosy, personal, and none of her business. But she just can't help it, you know? Heather is just curious to know. I was, um, speaking of Target, I was checking out at Target, and I was I was just kind of evaluating, observing my cart. And I noticed that there are always some things that I will, I am brand loyal. I will always buy the brand thing. And then there are others where I don't care. I just need it to be at my house. Right. There are some things that I will absolutely pay full price for. And there are some that I would never pay full price for. Right. I'm curious. Do you have anything like that? Is there anything that you will always pay full price for? Yeah, I'm sure that there is. Like, I can't think right off the top of my head, but there are certainly things that I have preference for that I that I would rather like. Even if it costs a little extra, I would probably like like I like certain paper towels. Mm-hmm. I like certain toilet paper. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. That I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy that one ply like or that you know like if they're out of what I want, I probably will just like wait. You know, mm-hmm. um, until it's back in stock. So it's like there are certainly some things like that, but I mean, not a lot of like food items, grocery store items. I don't think you know, but maybe like my damn phone. You know, mm-hmm. like I I like Apple products, and I'll make sure that you know I'll wait till the new iPhone 12 comes out. I'm not going to go pick up an Android something or other. I'm not going to do it. You know, so there are certain there are certain things that I would rather save longer. Like if if I were to get a new computer. I would save and I would buy a Mac because that's what I like and that's what I want to use. I I know that I could go out and get a much less expensive, probably same functionality device, but I won't like because this is what I'm used to and this is what I like. So you're know? brand loyal to Apple products. Yeah, I would say I am. Mm-hmm. I am the opposite. I will pretty much buy whatever is the closest and solves the problem the fastest so that I can move on. Case in point, I now have a new dining room table at my house because I wanted that table, and this table is for sale, and so I bought the table, and the table's in the dining room, and now it's like, I love it, I like the table, but if I, you know, I don't know that I would have bought it if I had shopped around. (laughs) I have, um... I have a friend who has kind of the opposite of you, like absolute paralysis. Like oh. we'll find like the perfect thing that they think they like, but we'll keep looking and keep looking and keep looking and maybe even buy the thing and use it for a couple of weeks and be like, I don't think I did the right one. You know, like really can't, can't commit to the right product. So yeah. I think there's a big swing there. Well, 47% of people say that they shop with um, brands that they either grew up with and that they, you know, feel like they know, or brands that they want to see survive. I think there's something to be said for that. Um, yeah, I don't like in my house we buy Jif peanut butter because my mom always bought Jif peanut butter, and then I bought some Peter Pan, and it's delicious <laughs> because Jif is too sugary. Mm. 
Jif, like my mother always, but I should have known because my mother <laughs> will always buy the most sugary, the most like, you know, whatever has the most sugar in it was probably what she got. Uh-huh. And it's actually way yummier to not have that much sugar in your peanut butter. I didn't know. <laughs> and for years, I just kept, I just kept buying the super sugary peanut butter. Like, I'm like, do you have one with extra sugar? You know, like, and <laughs> then I had enough sugar for me. Then I found out that that's not really as yummy. <laughs> at all i didn't know a whole new world <laughs> of peanut butter 63 percent of people say that they shop with small retailers located near their homes because they want them to stay open like the swan dive they you know they want to support local businesses and so they might pay a premium because they want to see those businesses thrive that is why i only suggested and only put up a link to midtown reader for our latest book mm-hmm. because i know that we can go get it on amazon i'm very aware and i'm i buy lots of things on amazon i love amazon but i love this little local bookstore and i want it to stay open yeah and i think that you know current events have made it um, even more uh, apparent to us how close a lot of small businesses um, work, you know, to the margins, and that you know having local support really makes a difference. It really does. Yeah. Hey, can I uh, derail us just for one second? Uh-huh. So when we were talking about your goal, your saving money goal, I started thinking. I just want to caution our listeners. Because we've talked a lot on the past two episodes about goal setting and about, you know, all the great things that we're going to do in 2021. Don't get too overzealous. Don't do too many things at once. So we'll talk probably on a future episode about my plan and how it's like phased in, you know, like it's not like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to save money. I'm going to cut out carbs. I'm going to cut out alcohol. I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to um, floss my teeth. I'm going to, you know, like it, it, you can't pick yeah. everything at once pace yourself so i just want to caution everybody it's awesome to have goals but the best way to set yourself up for failure is too many new things at once so phase things in little by little and you'll make them all learn from our mistakes right a couple of mm-hmm. overachievers yeah, right. who will do all the things <laughs> but we'll make it we'll make them all we always make we'll it work make it, yeah I wonder, do you ever buy based on politics or perceived politics of the retailer that you're shopping with? Will you avoid uh, a place because of politics or will you especially um, shop at a place because of politics? No, I don't. Um, I I don't. Um, I know people went through the whole like Chick-fil-A wasn't doing a good job, you know, um, being supportive of the gay community. And, I mean, I don't go to Chick-fil-A a ton anyways, but I don't think I would totally avoid it. I also wouldn't go out of my way to support it. I, I think um, even the Publix, which is my grocery store, the Publix is very convenient. It is right up the street from me. I know the Publix costs a freaking fortune. I know that, you know, I could go somewhere else, but that Publix is right there. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I, I don't try to get too into you know, politics to make my shopping decisions. I never thought that I would. Like, it just didn't resonate with me. But I'm still mad at Publix. And when I have to go there for something, um, you know, I have noticed that over the past year, I have um, chosen my shopping differently Mm -hmm. because of headline, like news, even sometimes just perceived. Mm -hmm. 
And, um, you know, and I, I got mad at them and I haven't gotten over it. And I do notice a difference in my shopping because of it. You know, the other day I decided to be a participant in uh, the, the Facebook kept asking me, would you like to take a COVID-19 quiz to help Carnegie, you know, melon, you know, with research? And I thought it was going to be like, like a health questionnaire. Uh-huh. But the whole end of this quiz was about the vaccine and whether mm. you would get the vaccine or not and where you would get the vaccine. And some of the questions really made me think because they were like, would you be more willing to get the vaccine if the World Health Organization told you to? Would you be more willing to get the vaccine if your primary care physician told you to? Would you be more likely to get the vaccine if a politician told you to? And I had a visceral response to the poli- I was like, they don't know what they're talking about. Like, And it was funny to me that I was thinking, like, and then they said a government health official. And I'm like, yeah, no, like... I'll lean that way. Like, I only want to hear from health people what I should be doing with my health. And and I was surprised at my own personal politics. I I just hadn't thought about it. But when they started asking me that, I started thinking about it. And I'm like, no, I'd be less likely to get it. Like, uh, if a politician was like, you should really go do this, it would make me genuinely less likely. Whereas all those other people would make me genuinely more likely. And I just thought it was, was an interesting you know, yeah, that is an interesting survey, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and to think about, you know, under the information is the same, but it's coming from a different source. Right. And which which do you believe? I more? saw an editorial cartoon that was along the same vein. It was a the the guy was holding his newspaper. This was a local one. So mm-hmm. it was, this was a Tallahassee Democrat uh, local cartoon. And uh he was holding his newspaper and his wife said, are you going to go down to, you know, the Department of Health and get your vaccine? And he said, no, I'm going to go where people know what they're doing. And the cover of his newspaper said Publix is offering the vaccine. <laughs> so he was more comfortable going to his grocery store pharmacist than his local health department. Yeah. Which I, I do think that those are just really interesting things to take note of, you know? Yeah, it is. I, I think so, too. I mean, I, I know that. Um, when I think about getting the flu shot and people tell me that they get their flu shot at the drugstore, like mm-hmm. at, like at CVS or something. And my brain is like, I don't know that I would get a shot at CVS. Like, I feel like I should go to the doctor for that. Like, like I don't, it's the same shot and, and the pharmacist right. is, mm-hmm. is qualified to give it to you. But like, my brain is like, that's weird. Like, I wouldn't feel like I I don't know. I just feel like that was weird. My child, one of one of my children said, hey, can you take me to Publix to get a flu shot? And I said, why do you want it at Publix? Because they give you a $15 gift card. <laughs> well, I did get a flu shot at Target. Did you? Because they gave me $10. Yeah. Um, so, like, <laughs> my, my kids are trying to make some money. They're like, you already got yours at the doctor? What were you thinking, Mom? You know? So... Funny story I screwed up on my, on my flu shot. So <laughs> last last um, um, fall when we got our flu shots, I took my older son. Um, we were at Target, and we were actually there to buy his brother a birthday gift. Mm-hmm. So he was spending his own money to buy a gift for his brother. And um, while we were there, we saw the flu shot, and you get a $10 gift card if you get a flu shot. So I was like, hey. You want to get a flu shot? Let's save twenty bucks. You could here. Save yeah, save some money on the, on your present. So we did, and he got his ten dollar gift card, and then he went and bought the gift. So little one is opening up the gift, and he says, 
I spent all my money and got a flu shot so I could get that for you. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so you better like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I made a sacrifice. Well, so okay, so back to the back to the not buying anything a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, some of my friends really have done a, a pretty impressive um, stint of really streamlining their expenses. Um, one of my friends said for about a year, she wanted to produce less waste and she wanted to just narrow down what she had excess of, mm-hmm. you know, like you've got like five bottles of like, if you go to like BOGO and you get like two bottles of like the body mm-hmm. wash and then, you know, you, before you know, it, you've got like eight of them. And so like working through that stockpile inventory, um, she said, I basically just bought, um, food and I paid for a couple of memberships. Um, I used all my toiletry items that I'd been storing instead of going out to buy new ones. I didn't buy any new clothes. If I had to go to an event where I wanted to wear something new, I borrowed something from a friend. I sold my car and used mass transit or biked everywhere. Wow. She got a library card. Um, She stopped doing like the random like coffee and stuff like that. Um. For gifts, she would ask friends for a charity that they love and make a donation on their behalf. Um, she said, I saved so much money that I did not have to work for a year. I traveled wow. everywhere I wanted to. Now, this is she's single. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't have a lot of um, you know, people to, to pay for. Um, I traveled everywhere I wanted to, even internationally. I didn't realize I was spending so much stuff so much money on stuff, it was really nice to make the switch. Now, I don't know if she's still doing it, um, but she had that experience, and that was really powerful for her. Um, I'm trying to find an article for you right now that I'll send you. It was in the New York Times, like, last week, and it was a woman who spent a year buying nothing. Yes, yeah. I've read that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. she was part of my inspiration for, um, you know, kind of going down this this line of thinking because I'm not ready to stop buying things like that like I'm not ready to do like a whole year but I do feel like I am ready to start really paying attention to my spending especially with COVID um, cases rising I really don't want to go very many places I understand that yeah mm-hmm. and so I figure if I don't go in the store I'm not gonna buy as much extra stuff I just sent that to you so you can put it in your okay. show notes if you'd cool. like to I will Another friend of mine said um, she and her husband did an Amazon experiment. They decided that they would have things in their cart and there would be one day out of the month that they would purchase. And that anybody, either of them could put things into the cart, and but, before, but they had a, a dollar amount limit. And then they both sat down together and evaluated what was in the cart and decided, do we really need this? She said, amazingly, we found we took at least 50% out of the cart every month because we decided we didn't care anymore. Like, you put it in the cart, and then, yeah. like, two days later, you're like, yeah, I'm over it. Yeah, sometimes I do the opposite that is terrible. Like, I'll be like, I need a dress for this thing. I'm going to buy this dress. Mm-hmm. And I'll just buy the dress. Yeah. Because I'm like, if I don't buy it, then I'm just going to leave it in the cart, and then it's going to be too late. And then, I'm like, so then I'll just buy the damn dress. And then it'll come, and I might be like, eh. I don't care you anymore. Like, I don't care about this. Like, if I could have just given myself, like, three days, you know, then I might have been like, I don't want to buy this stupid dress. I know? definitely did some pandemic shopping in 2020. Mm. And one of my um, kind of, like, New Year clean out the clutter things, I was really going through my closet and 
putting things in what I call purgatory. Like I'm not getting rid of it, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to have it out. Like it's going in a little bin. And I never understood when people would have things in the closet with the tags still on. I have at least five or six things in the closet with the tags still on. I don't think that I have any. I do do try really hard not to do that. Um, I actually saw, so one of the things that led me toward minimalism is a, a pair of friends. They call themselves the Mins. Okay. Um, and they kind of did that. They did like a purge of the home and they had a whole room that they just stored everything in. And if they didn't touch it for 30 days or 60 days or something, then they got rid of it. And I saw that the Mins are getting a special, uh, like a TV show, like a thing on Netflix. And I can't wait Yay. for it to come out. I'm trying to see when it's coming out because cool. yeah, that's a cool thing. And that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a cool movement, I think, to have... I, I'm not saying everybody should strip down to, to you know, owning nothing. Right. I certainly don't. I, I have things. I have stuff. Like when you were talking about brand loyalty and things that you stockpile, I have so much Bath and Body Works lotion in a drawer. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And they just had a big sale in December. And I ordered a whole bunch because I was like, I, I don't think that I have very much. I didn't go look first. And I ordered literally like $100 worth of Bath and Body Works stuff. And then I opened my drawer and was like, you already have seven bottles of this. So now I can't buy Bath and Body Works for like two years because yeah. <laughs> I have all the body washes, all the lotions, all the stuff. I have like an entire drawer in my home yep. that is filled with Bath and Body Works. And just be a little bit mindful. You don't need that much Bath and Body Works. I really don't. It'll take me a long time to get through it. I'm like that with scrubbing bubbles. Yeah. I love scrubbing bubbles. <laughs> and I buy it every single time I'm at the store. And that's one thing where it's like, I will not get any other brand. I get scrubbing bubbles. that I, it could The Target brand could be perfectly fine. Publix brand is perfectly fine. I get scrubbing bubbles. And I have more scrubbing bubbles than I will ever need to use in my life. <laughs> When, we when, should do a swap. You give me some scrubbing bubbles. I'll give you some Bath and Body Works. Everybody comes to my funeral will get a can of scrubbing bubbles. <laughs> like, thank you for coming. Thank you for knowing, Heather. Here's some scrubbing bubbles. Everyone who comes to mine will get um, a thousand wishes, body wash or lotion. <laughs> so I, my, so one of the things that I'm curious about is, you know, whether or not people have this on their mind. Um, based on the comments that I got on my Facebook question, it's definitely everybody's got this on their radar somewhere and so um going into the next you know couple of weeks of the year i'm going to give you a little bit of homework don't forget your homework the homework is think about this and where you are with this idea of um you know going through the inventory of what you already have you know looking at what you spend your money on where you spend your money why you spend your money and um, and let us know what you discover and decide. Um, this is a topic that I'm personally curious about. Um, I I love learning about what how other people make decisions about how to organize their lives. And so share with us. Let us know um, what you decide. Whether you decide to take on a challenge. Whether you decide um, you know to just keep everything the way that it is and and not change anything and why yeah just let us know what you decide to do with this and where this is on your radar and look around and um and let us know what you're going to be spending your money on this year yeah i think that's great until next time don't forget to tell them where to find us yeah tell us what you learned we're on all the things 
For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time.